You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Brannon. And I'm Saba. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we're going to be chatting with the founders of a cannabis business platform that allows entrepreneurs to get into the cannabis industry without having to pay outrageous consultant and legal fees. With that being said, please welcome the founders, Nick and Juliana, to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, how are you guys? Great. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to chat with us. Before we dive into the details of Leaf Sheets, can you go can you both give us a little background on who you are and where you're both calling us from? Yeah. Go for it. Hi, my name is Nick. I um, have done creative direction historically for quite a few startups in the past. And um, when I saw Juliana and her mission of bringing cannabis to uh, the masses, I it was basically sold right away. Um, so yeah, that's been my background for the last decade is, is just building consumer-facing startups and making them approachable for everyone. Nice. Wow. Okay. And we're both in Vegas. We are in Vegas. Sorry, I forgot about that piece. <laughs> we're both in Vegas. Uh, I'm Juliana Whitney. I have been doing cannabis business consulting for six years with high net worth investors, helping them to win licenses in competitive states to open their businesses and to operate and wanted from really from the very beginning to do this project, but I didn't have the right technical piece because I don't know how to code. And that is a big piece. (laughs) Yes, a big piece. So when Nick and I connected probably like three years ago about this project specifically, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so perfect. And so we've been working on that together since then. So were you guys friends prior? Like, how did you guys know one another prior to um, linking up on this project? We'd actually met in a coffee shop years and years and years ago um, before cannabis was even legalized, uh, the the whole thing. And Juliana was telling me back then that she was going to be a cannabis consultant. and, And, you know, seven, eight years ago, that was, that was a crazy thing to say. Uh, but right. you know, fast forward into the future, here we are. Uh, so yeah, we've been, we've been friends for, you know, I would say, I would say close friends for like four or five years, but acquainted for, for a while. Wow. Yeah. In a coffee shop. That's cool. That is cool. I love that. That classic story. Yes. <laughs> Nick meets everyone in coffee shops, like every business partner he's ever had. He's met at a coffee. Hey, you sound a lot like my Nick. My boyfriend's name is also Nick, and he he does his most networking in a coffee shop. So it's not a bad look on your part, I have to say. It's genius. It's one of those. It's easy to start a conversation, and sometimes I I consider myself a good collector of people, right? So like I I know when I like see somebody, and I'm like they're they're like special. There's something about them, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's like always been a superpower. I feel like, and uh, and coffee shops bring out kind of like these aspects of people. You don't really get to walk up to somebody in a bar and just have a casual conversation. You're so right. I love that perspective. That's a great perspective. Very good. No, you're stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> so out of curiosity, are either of you cannabis consumers yourself? Yes. 
occasionally. Neither of us are like daily consumers. Yeah. Okay. So from my understanding, you both created Leaf Sheets in order to better serve entrepreneurs and the industry by making cannabis business ownership more accessible with all of the resources that you guys provide. Can you expand just a little bit on like the variety of resources you supply? Ah, of course. Her favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite topic. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, so the first concept was the product itself, which is standard operating procedures that you need for competitive licensing, especially. But then even once you start operating, you need them in order to maintain compliant and also just to have procedures for whether it's production, cultivation, or dispensary. Right now, it's just dispensary on there, but we already have our production and cultivation uh, documents created so they'll be up super soon then because as I've done consulting I'd have people call me who just could not afford consultants could not afford mm-hmm. lawyers I'd have to turn them away and I like kept in mind though what their biggest uh like questions were the biggest things they were like what is even going on what do I do and so part of that was just information, just very simple regulatory questions. So we made this one, we made a state's page that has every state's regulations, information about when they were legalized, if they're legalized, what medical recreational. And then we have another section that's called facts. And so it just answers like the most simple, straightforward questions about state regulations. in I think right now it's like 14 states. Yeah. But we'll have every other state up there. And then we did the DIY guys. So as I've been doing consulting, I've had people come to me to fix their applications because they fail and they fail because they bought a template and they didn't know how to customize it. So it didn't pass. And so we made the DIY guys to guide people through that so they can actually compete and have something that's genuinely good and right. not kind of a basic template. Yeah. To be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, 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 least sexy part of any business is that procedures matter, right? And yes. so you get to a, a point where, you know, you, you may have the passion, but you need the structure. And that's kind of something that we've, it's across the board in every business I've ever worked on, not unique to cannabis. Mm-hmm. But um, what's new, unique to cannabis is we're able to really create, a, because of how structured it is at a, a statewide level, we're able to create these, these, I guess, procedures that really, really, really can help a business succeed. Um, and, and also get approved for a license. You need all of these in, in certain states. Um, and then the facts are just a beautiful thing because we're going through all of, we're really going through all of the, uh, like the state regulations and, and citing them where we're pulling that information from. So basically the only other way you would get all of these is to pull the regulations yourself and read hundreds and hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of pages. Yeah, which is very um, overwhelming. And, yes. It's, it's, and it's definitely the it's it's another kind of gatekeepery situation that happens in the industry, which is how not a lot of people can read those and understand them in plain text. So mm-hmm. we took the liberty of doing that for them. I, I love that. That's, That's amazing so because the people you're talking about are literally Brandon and I. Because I remember when we first started this and you know, it really became a business for us and we took off. It was like all the legal stuff and all, you know, all the things that you guys are describing was like, where do we even start? And it was, you research something on Google and it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much. And then all of a sudden you're back to square one because you don't even want to mess with it because you're so overwhelmed. You're like, I feel like I'm crumbling. Yes. 
exactly. And it's like taking up your entire life just to try to find like some pieces of information. Yes. So, so what made you guys want to get into the cannabis industry specifically with, with the tools that you guys are offering? Um, so I draft him in. No. <laughs> It, it's it's one of those tools that like uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot of things on the consumer side there's a lot of things on the, the structure side but there's not a lot on the the bridging that gap right so yes. we're creating that sort of middle ground and Juliana was adamant that like from her experience she was like this is a product that is necessary in long term success of the, of the industry and then the real the more we realized um, what we were building that the, the more it became where this we can make this accessible to way more people than ever have had, you know, access to it to date. So that was where it started to get really interesting. But that was honestly, that was probably four or five months into us where we realized yeah. what, what we were actually doing. We were yeah. more or less creating that bridge product. And I've, I've always been, you know, entrepreneurial and the companies I've had and that I have now have all been lean startups. So I couldn't be part of the problem of only helping well-funded people get into the industry when I'm like entrepreneurial heart, you know, yes. I was like, if someone was keeping me out, the I hustle would be mindset. so upset. Yes. Yeah. I totally understand that. So you guys yeah. literally supply people with like guides to hiring, operation agreements, job descriptions and more. So for example, like someone who is applying for a cannabis business or license of some sort, how do you help them like navigate so they don't feel all over the place? Like what does that process look like for somebody who is inquiring? Um, right now they would buy whichever products they need, whether it's all of them or just some to fill in gaps that they have. And then use the sheet specific DIYs. So like each sheet has its own DIY and then there's kind of a master one that teaches you overall what the process looks like and how to navigate the regulations and how to integrate them. And from that point, if they need help, then they can reach out to us to our support email and we can answer questions. And pretty soon, I think we're going to be having like webinars where people can come with their questions once a week and just you know, throw them yeah. at us and <laughs> we'll go through it. You know, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So what was the process like in writing out these guides to further assist people? How long did that process take? And was there like what all went into that? Because I can imagine, especially with, I mean, kind of a big beast you guys tackled and it's amazing for all those people who are looking for, you know, the easy upfront resources without any of the extra bullshit. Um, what was that process yeah. like for you guys to create that and also make it so seamless and very like understandable for people? So I, I will say, uh, this is not a new project. We have been grinding for <laughs> two years on getting this to the point where, where these, all of these sheets are in a place where we feel like they're, they're ready because there's mm -hmm. one, a lot of them and two, they are very detailed and kind of, uh, when it comes to anything that even competes in the space, it's, it, it's, I shouldn't even say compete because it's just nothing that's really at the same level of, of attention to detail. And, and really what we were trying to do is, is make the sheet as robust as possible while making the actual uh, implementation of them as simple as possible. And <clears throat> that was not a small task. It did take a, a long time. Plus um, from the product side, every time we would do something to be like, okay, now this is our direction. I, I took it the liberty that we are now redesigning the product to make sure that it matches that new direction. Yeah. Um, so 
yes, we're finally getting to this point after a long runway. But it, I would say we've, we've really explored and journeyed on on what we think is the most important and relevant information. And um, that's what's led us to, to this conversation right now. Yeah. yeah and it says a lot of reverse engineer things. Because I have things built out, like for clients actually applying, I had to remove like, all the existing regulations in order to make it applicable for any given state. So that took a lot of time. I can imagine. And oh, I then- can only imagine. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners or self-sob, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. Yeah, and figuring that out and just like mix it. We kept switching how we're going to do it. And then we have all these other features to build out. So we had to decide like, Okay, when is it that we feel like it's at least ready to go to market? Right. When, when's the world ready for each of the next features? Yeah, so exactly. and, and hearing them, but it is it is really. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of hours into just building and executing and, and fine tuning mm-hmm. the product. Um, so although we it seems uh, we try to make it as simple and, and as seamless looking as possible, that is completely for the customer experience and we have been pulling out of here for several years i totally get it yeah i can only imagine for as simple and as seamless like your website and just everything is i can only imagine how much time and effort it took on the back end because receiving the seamlessness is not as easy as it is to deliver it delivering it is a beast yeah exactly and i was like next Nick Prop because he single handedly built the entire thing. Kudos, wow. kudos. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, <laughs> yes you definitely killed it. <laughs> so, um, what you guys, I feel like, are pretty well rounded with the services you offer. Out of my own curiosity, yeah. how does Leashies like defer from like getting a local like attorney to help assist with like the cannabis business startups? If that makes sense, it does make sense. Um, so part of it is hopefully the price would be less. <laughs> That's yes. one hope. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I like to say it's like you still have control over your vision and the direction of the business. I think a lot of times when people work with, whether it's lawyers or some consultants, they wind up feeling pretty lost. Like they're not really included in the whole process. And then might launch their company and still kind of have this like not full understanding of what's going on and mm-hmm. therefore not a full capability to 100% operate. So I think this gives them the opportunity to like engage the whole way and maintain that vision 100%. Yeah, no, that's a really good answer. That, yeah. that definitely answers what I was trying, what I was getting at. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I, I did to, to add on to that too is, is um, like lawyers and consultants, they'll always have their place in the industry. Completely, uh, you know, just not acknowledging. 
it's it's that we want it to be more accessible for everybody. That's really like the message that we're driving home, and that the lawyers and consultants, just frankly, are not accessible. And if they are in our price point, I would be a little weary um, yeah. because yes. we we tried we tried our our damnedest to to get that that price where it was really really something that anyone could could work with. That's really admirable. It really is because there is a lot of like like you said entrepreneurs out there who have really cool ambitions and dreams, but money is not an asset to them. Um, and so this is a great way for them to be able to still acquire all of that on a more yes. budget-friendly, you know, like... With the necessary tools. Yeah, and still get exactly what they need and maybe even further ahead than the people that could afford consultants and lawyers. Exactly, yeah. Putting them in a more uh, headspace where they understand what they're getting into a little bit better. And I think that also drives... With, the license is awarded, uh, you now have a leg up on the person that used even a consultant that may not have to be lost yeah. out there um, in the, you know, kind of woods. So, yeah, it's very, very uh, interesting. We'll see how it all kind of plays out where we can keep growing and expanding and really uh, honing in on the product to make sure it's just considered, it's just giving the best look to anyone who's using LeapSheet. For sure. I think it's really cool. I mean, as you guys have described it more, we kind of, obviously we did our research on you guys, but as you guys, you know, knowing you guys as a company, we walked in here kind of very blind. So even as business owners and people who have gone through the process as of, you know, within the last two years of starting up our business and doing all the things, had we known about, you know, leaf sheets or had that tool prior, it would have probably made a lot of what we did a lot more seamless and easy, especially because we both bought, walked into, first of all, us podcasting blind, but the cannabis industry, not oh. so much blind, but like Oklahoma, it's so new here that, you know, it's, it's kind of walking in a little bit blind. And then on top of that, like dealing with all the legal stuff and like, you know, the LLCs, like how do you do all of that? That's a whole nother, you know, thing in itself. Okay. And so... To I think it's really cool. To have yeah. guidance or feel like your hand is like being mm-hmm. held and like you're actually being really educated though. Like yes. it sounds like what you guys provide too. It's mm-hmm. not just like, you know, one individual person, like we were saying, like, you know, not giving disgrace to the attorneys, cannabis yes. attorneys mm-hmm. that are here now because they do good, you know, but just the fact that like you are kind of forced to learn all of these processes on your own because <clears throat> you need, I mean, that's going to set you up for success, you know? Exactly. I also, I really do um, love the idea of like who you said, the first thing you did is you went to Google. And really in the cannabis industry, when you Google questions, Mm -hmm. you very rarely get straightforward answers. Yes. Uh, And that's unlike any other industry because it's it's just so new that there's just not enough content out there yet. Um, And so like if I was going to look up something on, you know, just a typical business or even a tech company, which is something more familiar with, I'm going to get... 300 answers on Google. I'm going to be able to run through a bunch of them, get a much better understanding of what we're looking at. We're in cannabis. If I get one, I'm, I'm so grateful. You know? <laughs> so we're really trying to, to create that source of like, that source of truth, you know? Yeah. Um, so you come to leave sheets, you, you search your question and, uh, and we have everything cited. So you feel a little bit more calm. You know, you get that ease of calm because you're like, I, I know that what they posted isn't them speaking on something they don't know. They're actually going right to the source. Yeah. Yes. I didn't realize you were in Oklahoma. Yeah. Where, where, I used to be, where, 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 where,
Honestly, <laughs> Oklahoma, I it's I love being in Oklahoma. We ride hard for our state, <laughs> and I it's cool yes. to say, yeah, I'm from Oklahoma. It's because, and it's cool, especially within the cannabis industry, because when you say Oklahoma, people's ears kind of perk up. They're like, oh, you're from Oklahoma. There's I'm something like, cool there now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> tell me what you've heard about Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. It's much cooler than some of the rest of us. We're from like, oh yeah, cannabis, whatever. You've had it forever. It's boring now. So yeah, I know like, what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I feel like our state, like with every little product that comes out, everyone. I mean, it could be like another gummy, but, but it's, it's like, hype. oh, what's 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 so cool about this gummy? Like, I want to know more. And people will actually go out and try it and support it, which I feel like is pretty cool. Versus, like, I know, like, we're frequent visitors of Colorado, and sometimes going into a Colorado market, one, it's obviously because it's not a market we know, but sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming going into those markets and being like, oh, okay, well, um, no two dispensaries carry the same brand, so it, yeah. this this is very hard mm-hmm. versus, and it's just different. I mean, market to market is very different. Yeah. So on the, later. on the creative side of the website, um, I love looking at other people's websites, soaking them in and dissecting them. And what you guys have created, like we said earlier, it's super easy to navigate, which is important because obviously when you're trying to get information, websites can also be overwhelming along with the Google researches because there's so many things. You you know have to go so many multiple places. Um, and building a website as clean as yours takes a lot of mindfulness and in-depth thought. What was the creative process behind the visualization and the customer interaction that people experience when they visit the site because when I, one of my favorite features was clicking on the, um, you know, the, what's it, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the state? Yes. No, not the states. The, um, oh, sorry, the guides that you guys offer. And then seeing that video of like you explaining the guide. And that was so nice that it just like popped up and it was really beautiful and like really pleasing to see with all the stats next to it. And like, what, what sparked that? Like, that's so good. I really, really enjoy your website. Yeah. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. We spent a lot of time on on really honing honing in on on that. I guess the the theme that we wanted to portray is, and, and what I kind of came down to was we wanted to feel approachable, but we also wanted to feel like it was something you want to explore a little bit more. So that's why we have a lot of the horizontal scrolls and all these things where you kind of play around in areas and not feel like it's so static. Um, and with, you know, a lot of ecom and in general kind of creates this, this theming of illustration block illustration block and we really want to, to avoid that and make it something where you felt like you, you wanted to click through a lot of pages um, and then when we got to the, the sheet we realized pretty quickly while we were putting the descriptions um, in on them that we, we really liked the tone we were setting but I I am lazy when I shop right I'm lazy mm-hmm. when I go through a lot of times and I wanted something I could skim and quickly get a, a quick little a block, and I, I came across um, a, a website that had videos, and, and I was like, "This is exactly what we need." So we actually just uh, just got we're we're actually filming another twenty videos uh, very soon for the the next sheets coming up. So basically, from the beginning, we just knew that it's accessible, possibly can make it. Meaning that even if you didn't want to read this, we're going to give you a breakdown of everything. Yeah. And um, and on the sheets itself. We wanted to create those, uh, basically under the description, we have blocks, right? Blocks of information that, that provide the content of it. So instead of having everything lost inside one long list of what we provide, we want something a, more, a little bit more visually stimulating mm-hmm. so that people can be used to seeing this 
sort of um, design language throughout the whole the whole site and through all the products we built. So they feel a little bit more like they're exploring and discovering, kind of bringing that whole process through. And to be honest, this is this is version one. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep observing the audience. We're going to see what works, what doesn't work. And um, I would say probably in a year, Leaf Sheets will be even souped up way more than it is now. Um, we're we're going to have a, a lot more features and a lot more uh, simplifying. So we'll, we'll be paying attention to what the audience says. That's mm-hmm. I I love to hear what goes behind building a website. I I mean, not as extensive as you did, but I built websites here and there um, back in the day, and. It was it was like a whole process you have to go through. Like you're looking at this blank page and it's like, okay, where do I even start? This is really overwhelming. So to hear like the process that you went through in creating this and to hear that this is just version one is really cool because I mean what you've created, and I say this with all genuine respect, is freaking amazing. And it's I like everything you said, even from the visualization and like I'm a very visual person and yeah. so to be able to feel like I'm actually interacting with the website I and it's know. like I feel like it's personalized just for me specifically because yeah. this is exactly what I want to see on websites. It's amazing you said because the next version will be personalized just for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You sold me. You guys are in the right direction. I love how to um for anyone listening, when you're on the, the the Leaf Sheet site and you go to the states, it shows like the flag of every state, but it also shows you like when it was legalized, the population, how many dispensaries. Like I just I like how quick everything is. You know, like you get the information you need to without like feeling like you're reading a paragraph on the state of Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. It, it's really designed for the. It's designed for the user that that really, like we don't all have time to read the, the hundred pages of regulations, <laughs> yes. right? But everything keeps going back to the same thing of, of we want entrepreneurs to do what they do best, which is create that that special that special sauce that they can put together to really make their product blow up. Yeah, and that doesn't involve this sort of process. This is a process that that we take care of and allow you to grow. Yeah. Well, you guys are onto something. Yes, one hundred percent. So. <laughs> As as entrepreneurs yourself, like what would you say is some solid advice that you have that you think other entrepreneurs should know? Advice? Yeah, like even outside of what you're doing with Leaf Sheets, just like as an entrepreneur in general, like is there something that just sticks out to you that like everyone needs, you need to know this piece? Oh, I I always, so mine is like that the highs are higher than you expected and the lows are lower <laughs> so strap in yes you know, there's a, a point uh, with everyone while creating a business where you're like well it can't get any worse and then maybe it does mm-hmm. and you're like wow I didn't see that one coming but then when you're sitting there one day and you're realizing like we launched leaf sheets and you know we, we worked on this for so long and we were we were just kind of like i hope it worked and, and legitimately in the first day somebody made a purchase and we were like oh my god thank <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It went from with zero marketing spend yet. We didn't even launch any of our campaigns, nothing. And I was like, oh, this means that there's actually a market. Thank God. So it it, it was one of those. um, I always always say that that's probably you have to really mentally become centered um, in order to to ride this out in a proper way. And then it's, you know, it's, 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 as much as you guys get it from starting the podcast and, and projects in the past, you have to be mentally there. You have to be in it. Mm-hmm. You have to, it has to be your baby. It's a child of yours yes. because it's going to take a lot of nurturing to get it to the next level. But when, 
it starts when you start like reaping those benefits. There's nothing. I, I don't have like kids or anything yet, so maybe that's sweeter. But like, <laughs> who knows? like I know I, what you mean. We don't have kids so yet I, either, so we can relate to what you're saying though, because literally what you're saying is what Brand and I have these conversations every day about yes. nurturing our baby and making sure we take care of it, and pouring love into it, and it's you're right. The highs are the highs, and the lows are really the freaking you lows. Shop it, man. Yeah, and. <laughs> I will tell you what, being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. There is people that thrive better in a nine to five structure. And, you know, I, I've seen friends who tried to be entrepreneurs and they just, they couldn't handle the, it's a lot of non-structure that you have to create structure. It's like chaotic non-structure structure, if that makes sense in any sort of way. (laughs) Totally. I was, uh, my thing that popped in my head, I was like, it's not so much for entrepreneurs as people who want to be entrepreneurs, is that I feel like entrepreneurship is made to look so glamorous and so cool and hip and like, this is the lifestyle mm-hmm. you got to do. Right. And I always tell people, like, if you are not innately driven and genuinely told to do it and you're just doing it because you think it looks cool, do not do it. You will want to jump off. You're gonna hate it. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of sleepless nights. There's a lot of times where sometimes you go with five dollars in your bank account, and you're like, (laughs) "Oh well, I'm just gonna have to make this work until I figure it out." And if you can't get past the mental hurdle of like not having money, or you know, like, and if that's Mm -hmm. all you're fixated on, then you will never progress forward because. 99% of being an entrepreneur is all mind games and how well you can control your thoughts. I agree. Absolutely. I think that one other thing that came to mind, which I've I've come to terms with in, in, you know, the last three years, which it took, it took, you know, a long time for me to get there, uh, which is understanding your limitations. So much of us think that like we can do everything, especially on an entrepreneurship role. Mm -hmm. Um, when it's just not the case, it's understood. Like I, I know where my where my strong suits are, and I know where my weak suits are, and, and I had to come to terms with those because mm-hmm. you want to feel like you're a superhuman, mm-hmm, but yes. um, it's actually way stronger for your business and for yourself long term to to go. Maybe I'm not the best copywriter, and I should work harder at this other thing so I can pay a proper copywriter to come in for sure. And make this really for my customer base. Yes. Maybe I'm um, not the best one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so solid. I, that's good advice. That's good real advice. That's really good, real advice. And I feel like as Brandon and I have evolved into this, Brandon's my first business partner I've ever had, which is really cool to say. But it's as our friendship has evolved, so has things, you know, like exactly what you said and like knowing that, okay, well, I'm not good at this and I know Brandon's better at this. So it's going on Brandon's plate because I know she'll be able to execute better than me versus like, you know, maybe like the website stuff or more the tech stuff. Brandon's like, I'm not doing this. This is on Saba. So it's nice. It's when you can come to terms with that as an entrepreneur, I feel like you shine more because mm-hmm. you can focus on what you're good at versus being like, yeah. I have to focus on this and then also do yeah. this and then do that too. You're staying versus, in your lane. Yeah, you just stay in your lane. Exactly. Nailed it. That's, and I have to go ahead. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly the stuff I guess that, that I'm, I'm, I've tried to pull from is it, like, Knowing your partners, knowing what their strong suits are, knowing what you need to hire, knowing all these and being very self-aware because if you aren't, you are likely going to get caught up, you know, that's, right. it's just part of, part of the grind. And that's I want to give you two props because, okay, this was one that I think due to like business partner trauma, I've decided not to recall offhand, but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, choosing a good business partner. 
Like the fact that you do have a good business partnership and you're still friends is such an immense blessing. So often people will jump into a business partnership off the bat uh, for whatever reason, you know, it's mm-hmm. all optimism. And then it just falls into like a horror story. Yes. <laughs> like, you're fighting, it's, you know, you're yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah, we're super yeah, thankful really, to have the friendship and relationship yeah. we have because it makes everything like so much more fun and there's so much more passion to it. Mm-hmm. That's like real authenticity, you know? Yeah, but I, I thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Brandon and I, we're, we are very lucky. We It's funny because like I think uh, three weeks ago maybe, we Brandon did something and I was like, trying to like kind of tiptoe around it and we were voice messaging and I was like, okay, Brandon, I'm turning on business mode. You cannot do this again. And then after I was like, okay, friend mode back. I understand it was a mistake. It's not a big <laughs> deal, but like I just had to turn my business mode on. But it's it's cool when you can do that with your partner and but also have the separation of friendship. Lightheartedness. And it's 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 cool that you can be like, okay, on a business front, no, that's not okay. You can literally never do that again. But on a friend front, I understand shit happens and like I probably would have done the same thing maybe. So <laughs> yeah. <it's- laughs> It's balance. Yeah. You're good at it. Thank you. So being within the cannabis industry is really rewarding, and it can also be very challenging. Have you guys had any rewarding experiences with your company thus far that stand out to you and just serves as a reminder as to why you guys started this in the first place? With Lacey's? Yes. Yeah. One is making our first sale so quickly. Yeah. Nick was like, Julie. We're gonna make sales. We got a market. We got a mask. Like we're gonna make sales. We'll make sales. And, and then my email went ding. Yeah, he called me. He's like, "Did you guys got email?" I was like, "No." And he was like, "We made a sale." And I literally screamed. Yeah. I was like, ah. "This may seem insignificant to anybody who hasn't done any sort of like e-commerce yeah. or anything, but like a sale in the beginning oh. is like gold. It's yeah. it's the number one like that just proved that somebody cares about the product outside of this room, which is such a it's such a rewarding piece. Since then, you know, sales afterwards feel less significant. But but that first one holds very yeah. Yeah. And I think the another thing is just getting to go to a we, we go to a lot of cannabis meetups. By we Juliana goes to twice as many as I do. <laughs> um but at these you have you know, I mean you have people leading industry and when you when we're telling them about these sheets so far, like I I'm a pretty good judge when people are being real with me or people are kind of, you know, saying what they want. And so far people take genuine interest in and not only like talking about it, but saying how it's it's necessary in the industry. Yeah. And I mean, I don't maybe not a hundred percent of the conversation, but a large majority. And when you get that sort of um you get that that sort of love back from people that are really taking charge and and out there in, in front, like commanding the industry in directions, they say that like this is necessary for the future. You know that you're on the right track. I think. Hundred percent. Yeah. And from people, I think this is just social media, but like when I posted about it on LinkedIn, and people who could use the product were saying this is so good. So it's not just the business, you know, business leaders, but it's also like. People. people we were going for, for it to be good for. We're right. saying, oh my gosh, we glad this exists. And I could have cried. I was like, okay, I was really hoping you'd like it. I was like, that's if you, if you can't tell, Juliana's a little bit more emotional than me based on the truth. <laughs> it's okay. I feel, I feel that though. I mean, when, I too. when you're, 
when you put so much passion into something and you're really hoping that it serves people and then it actually is serving Approval people. Is everything. It really is. Yeah. It's just constant reminder of like, okay, I wasn't crazy when I thought up this idea and I wasn't crazy for actually following through even though people thought I was crazy. Yeah. Reassurance. Exactly. I yeah, love exactly. it. You get it. No, cra- crazy is a good word. That yeah. Yes, yes. No, no. 100% crazy is always, usually <laughs> always a good word when I, when I try to say it. <laughs> So we were looking on the website and saw that you guys um, will soon be offering a Leaf Sheets membership that people can sign up for. What does that entail? So basically, okay, we'll give you guys a, a sneak peek into. <laughs> so the membership is 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 basically going to be your like where all of your docs that you purchase are going to be stored, of course. But also beyond that, we are going to be offering a, a vendor network, which means we've been making connections with a lot of like a lot of people in the industry to, to put together a short list of the best companies to work with. So once you get your awarded your license, or if you already have one, we vet all the companies to make sure that they are the best that you can find on the market. Um, and then even on some of them, we've negotiated for our members to get a little bit of a special, special deal. So we're definitely, um, we're trying to push not only on the business side um, to for, for on the, the getting approval or to structuring your business, but also on what you're growing your business around. What are the services? Who are the companies? What are all of those sort of products? Juliana, you can probably speak on it a little bit more, actually. That piece is I'm so excited about because I, I started in the cannabis industry in 2015 as front desk at a dispensary when Las Vegas first launched. And being from the ground floor and the inside, even the CEOs, the CLOs were literally running around like insane people, the most anxious people. They had no idea what was going on day to day. They were getting pitched all the time on all these different platforms. They didn't know how to differentiate or choose one over the other. Um, and then you kind of put all these different ones together and then it's a mess with the employees because things don't integrate right. So the goal with the vendor network and providing that as a resource is really to one, elevate companies that are doing a great job and two, take out that messy process and those tripwires and those hiring companies you don't like working with or that let you down and um, making that whole process easier for people. Yeah, that's really well said. That's amazing. Honestly, as you're talking about this, I mean, you talk about like dispensary owners or like, you know, so real and running around like we see that so often where you walk into a dispensary and there's just energies you feel when you go, I mean, in any dispensary and you can tell when the employees are off, you can tell when they don't know what they're doing or when they're frustrated by the owners or the managers or whatever, because things aren't, you know, like standard operation procedures aren't done right. And that that's the stuff that really sucks and is, like you said, is not the sexy stuff, but that is the stuff that matters that goes into the performance of the dispensary. The why the behind what y'all are exactly. doing. Exactly. And so the fact that you guys offer this and it's so readily available for the mom and pop that are starting a dispensary that put all their savings into it. And now that their savings are in one business, they don't really know that's the business and how do you move forward with that on the hiring process. This is a really great service that you guys are offering genuinely. And I think a lot of people are really, really going to benefit from it because nowadays entrepreneurs aren't just the third, you know, the late twenties and early thirties. Now entrepreneurs start at the age of 10 and maybe even younger, you know? And so the fact that if their parents aren't, you know, the wealthiest parents on the block, they can still afford something for their kids so their kids can implement, you know, there's just a lot to it and a lot of different generations that you guys can hit. And there's things within this market that still need advancements that people think are just like product related, but there is a lot of advancements needed that are not product related at all 
which is one big thing that you guys are fulfilling, I feel like. Thank you. If you ever would like a job of sales. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. She's dead serious. I, I know you are. Honestly, I've, I've been told I'm a pretty good salesperson. Just the pitching, the pitch part, I dread pitches. But if I'm naturally just given a pitch, if anybody hears this, pop on leaf sheets. They're doing great stuff. That's awesome. Well, we always like to ask people this question, but what is a stigma surrounding cannabis that you both hope to see change with? Oh. Man, that is a good one. Yeah. I would, you don't have to be a consumer when, necessarily, I feel like, to have an answer to it, too. You know, it's just like. I, what's, what's interesting about, so we're in, we're in Las Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And in Nevada, we've been legalized for, for a while now. And what's interesting is in the beginning, there was a huge stigma. It was like, like dispensaries you go into and you would see exactly what you would like you would picture in your head of like oh that's a that's a weed smoker right Mm -hmm. and then slowly over time i'm now picking up edibles for my grandma you know like she's telling all of her friends that like oh this is always sleep at night love it and like you're watching stigmas of what cannabis is kind of melt away Mm -hmm. into into just like a, a a clear direction of like this is a positive change rather than you know x y and z pill bottle um that you uh we're we're kind of so exposed to the industry that like i really look forward to it being seen as a regular product it's still such this like alternative products people will still think of counterculture mm-hmm. around it like when i am in the industry there's still like a response you know like oh whoa what's going on there yes <laughs> right. yes I, and people kind of turn their head and it's like why are you turning your head i'm so confused yeah they like get uncomfortable they don't know what to say and it's like just seeing it becomes something that's just normal it's like yep this is another line of business this right. is another line of product another yeah. thing people can Ooh, I can go on this, the brand identity side. Oh my god, I could, I could, I could rant about this. All. So there's like how many? You went through a whole website. How many? How many wheelies have you seen on this? Not a single one. No. There's no bright green out of that. And for a consumer product, I feel like it's one thing when you have to portray that because you're uh, in a in a like for maybe in your situation where it's podcast, right? There's mm-hmm. not a ton of cannabis podcasts that you, in, uh, in your row, maybe. So what you're going to want to do is like differentiate from the average podcast list by maybe having some symbolism like that. Mm-hmm. But in cannabis, it's like you don't go to you know you don't go to the grocery store, pick a bottle of vodka, and see corn on it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, we, we don't see it. Yeah, yeah. like or whatever else in what that liquor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the, the idea of having to brand it as a cannabis product and not a product is, yeah. is the one thing that I, I hope we continue to grow on in the industry because it is, um, from, from my background product, it, it's one of those things that I refuse. I've done a lot of branding for, I've done a lot mm-hmm. of branding for, for products and dispensaries and all that. And, and every single time I, I immediately am like, we're not doing what you think you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to go down that initial thought. We're going to create something that feels different. That actually has yeah. like a, yeah, brand identity that actually gives your identity a brand outside of the cannabis. Like, who are you as a brand? Yeah. Cannabis is a part of you and that is what you're selling. But why are you here and what are you doing here? 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I care about the, the overall message mm-hmm. and, and your over your energy as an individual more than I care about the industry you're in, if that yes. makes sense. Yeah, hundred yes. percent it does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was a great answer. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, I think this wraps up today's episode. Is there anything you guys would like to add before we hop on? Or before we hop off, I guess, not on. <laughs> I I just thought we really appreciate you guys' time and, and so much. Yeah, it was it was really a good time and we hope to to connect more in the future and, and keep the combo going. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Is there a, do you guys have a social media handle that people can go find you guys on? Their website is Leaf Sheets. Yep. That's L-E-A-F-S-H-E-E-T-S dot com. But what's a good social handle? So it's all, and it's all one word on each platform. Um, we have Leaf Sheets Official on Facebook, Leaf Sheets on Instagram, and then Leaf Sheets on LinkedIn as well. Um, and then the one thing I also would like to say is that I personally am so grateful to have been on this call with women in this industry because I deal with 900 men a day. <laughs> <laughs> we already know. We, Brandon and I say this often. We're like, when we get to connect with women in the industry, every woman is so different, but I feel like you have to be a little bit like empowered to be in this industry because it is such a male dominated industry. And although we are grateful for the males in this industry, we need to see more females running this shit. Totally. I love that. I'm I'm, I'm biased. Well, that's okay. That's neither here nor there. Um, well, thank you both so much for sharing Leaf Sheets with us and our listeners. And stay tuned, everybody listening, for next week's episode. And as always, Sob, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.